0: Now, type 2 is caused by insulin resistance. Now, let me ask you this question. How many of you have ever eaten so much that you were full and it hurt? (laughs) Then someone said, would you like some dessert? (laughs) dessert? Some more. Something else. And you said yes. But, when you said yes, did you eat the whole thing or did you just have a bite or two? A bite or two. Okay, so, you were, you were becoming resistant to food. You're beginning to go, oh, that is way too much, no thank you. Now, some of you said, no, I didn't say yes at all, I didn't have any. You were more resistant to that food than someone else who said, oh, what the heck, <laughs> Okay. Now when you, have too much, when you have too much insulin running around in a person's body, eventually the cells begin to go, no, thank you, we have enough glucose. And so those cells become resistant to insulin. If those cells are not pulling in the glucose, what's going to happen to glucose levels? It's going to go up. And that's the basic mechanism of type 2. All right. Now... We'll talk more about type 2 in a few minutes. But in common, the classic signs of diabetes are the three polys or the three Ps. Polyuria, polydipsia, polyphagia. So what's polyuria? Lots of P. People will literally go four or five gallon, no, liters, sorry, liters. People literally, yeah, that's one gallon. Four or five liters in one day. Polydipsia, lots of thirst. In order to pee that much, you have to drink that much. And then polyphagia, eat a lot, always hungry. Now let's take, let's see here. Okay, I just get to talk about these things for a moment. Let's talk about why each of these things in turn. Actually, let's start with polyphagia. Why, why would you eat a lot? Okay, why are your cells starving to death? Okay, so there's, there's not enough insulin, or the cells are ignoring the insulin. Either way, blood sugar is not coming inside. So the cells begin to starve, and so you begin to get epinephrine release, you get glucagon and cortisol release, and that makes you hungry. So you're hungry, but your body's not using that. Polydipsia. Why would you be? Well, actually, not polydipsia. Well, now let's go to polyuria. Why would you have lots and lots of pee? The glucose is yeah. All right. Hmm. I'm going to have to try and uh, erase this now. All right. What do we say the kidneys' um, general general strategy is? Push everything out, then bring it back in. Now, ordinarily, oh, here's another fun review. What's the formula for um, figuring out osmolarity of blood? Ooh. It's two times the sodium level plus... Plus the BUN, plus glucose divided by eighteen. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Now, what's the what are the normal levels for sodium? One thirty-five to one forty-five. What's the average? One forty. What's BUN? Ten to twenty. What's the what's the average? Fifteen. Now, what's the normal glucose level? It's like 70 to 99-ish. So, so let's take 80. So 80 divided by 18 is approximately? Just do 80 divided by 20. 4, 5. All right, so somewhere between 4 and 5. We'll use 5 just to make them nice. Now, which of these? Oh, because we have to multiply this by 2. 280. 280. Which of those has the most influence? Sodium. Sodium. Now, what happens if our blood sugar goes up to 300? So what, what's, what's 300 divided by 18? Divided by 20, again, to make it easy for you. It's 15. All right, what happens if this goes from uh, 80 up to 400? It's up to 20. So all of a sudden, sugar is causing a lot more osmolarity than usual, right? Now, if you have a kidney tubule, that ordinarily has a bunch of sodium in it and sodium is the dominant thing, right? That's usually what determines how much water gets you know pulled into or out of the kidney, right? Now, all of a sudden how much glucose is ordinarily the, at the end of this kidney? Zero. 0. But now you've got a whole bunch of it because you've got so much glucose that it can't get pulled out. It all can't get pulled out. Now what's going to happen in, inside here? Okay. More water is going to come in to try and dilute that glucose. So we call this a hyperosmolar. Hyperosmolar diuresis. Diuresis means pee. The act of producing pee. Now let me ask you this question. How many of you Love salty food. Now, when you eat a whole bunch of salty food, what are you after that? Thirsty. Because you took in all this salt, now you want to take in water. Your kidney is the same way. If it took in too much sugar, it wants to dilute that sugar with, not salt, with water. So your kidney begins to drink extra water, and that's why you have the Polyuria. What was the hyperosmolar, something? hyperosmolar diuresis. All right, so then why do we have polydipsia? <laughs> because you're getting dehydrated, so you need to drink more water. All right, so we know why all three of the polys happen now. Do you think you're going to have a test question on those things? All right, next we have blurred vision. Um, how many of you have ever spilled Coke on the floor? And then what'd you do for the next couple of days? Oh, you cleaned it up right away? It's sticky, right? Now, when you have high blood glucose levels, it begins to stick. To other body parts. One of the things it sticks to is your eyes, and it can actually cause blurred vision. Now, when it's high, like 5 or 600, 400, it can actually make blurred vision happen immediately. The other thing it'll do over a lifetime is it'll destroy your ability to see very slowly. That happens at much lower blood sugar levels. So at high levels, it causes blurred vision immediately. If you lower those levels, guess what happens to vision? Gets better. Now, if you have just slightly high levels, what will happen? Over a lifetime, it will destroy the vision until the person is eventually blind. The two most common causes of blindness in our country, what are they? Diabetes and high blood pressure. Causes macular degeneration. Yeah. All right. Now, these are two life threatening things ketoacidosis and non ketotic hyperosmolar syndrome. So, ketoacidosis. What do we say was happening to your, blo- to your body's cells? They're starving. they're starving. Why are they starving? Because they're, they're not getting glucose inside. Now, what happens when your body can't get glucose? Starts breaking down other stuff. And what's that other stuff? Before we get to proteins, say it again, fat. Now, what's the breakdown product of breaking, what's the breakdown product of burning fat for energy? Triglycerides are the fats. Ketones. So, the byproduct is something called a ketone. Now ketones are acidic. If you get a buildup, a build up, up of build up, up, up of them in your body, what's going to happen? Okay, metabolic acidosis. Now, what do you think your body is going to do to try and compensate for that? Okay, and how would it try and make your blood more basic? If you kept carbon dioxide in, what would happen? That would be more acidic. So so you're going to do the opposite. So show me how that would work. Yeah, everyone, do, do it. Okay, all right, now, many of you are going... No, no, no. When you when you've just run, who here ran intermediate distances like 800 meters? At the end of an 800 or 440, how are you? What do you breathe like? There's no. I'm tired. It's like I'm gonna die. <laughs> okay, that's what they're like. And what's that breathing pattern called? small. So, a patient who has ketoacidosis is going to have what kind of breathing? small. And why? Because they're in metabolic acidosis. Okay. So, they're trying to blow off excess acid. Now, here's another thing about it. Your body has a limited ability to turn ketone into acetone. And then acetone can be evaporated in the lungs. Now, a person who has that acetone breath, sometimes I call it ketone breath, they call it fruity. Now, it's not fruity like juicy fruit. It's fruity like rotten fruit. It's a, it's a gross fruit smell. You, when you smell it, you will never forget it. You're like, "Oh, that's what they're talking about." And it's coming from their lungs. No, not fruity yummy, fruity bad. Fruity like rotten. Yeah, they never tell you that it's... They just say it's a fruity smell. But it's like rotten fruit, like fruit that's been decomposing in the compost heap. Yeah, it's not very fun. All right. Now, um, this is more common in type 1 diabetes. In fact... Most type 1 diabetic patients, the way we find out that they have type 1 diabetes is they go into ketoacidosis and they get hospitalized. Now, remember how we said diabetes tends to run in families, diabetes type 1? So I had a friend who had type 1 diabetes. Her brother had type 1 diabetes and her dad had type 1 diabetes. So she actually didn't get ketoacidosis because she was able to recognize the signs and symptoms, tell her mom, and they went to see their regular doctor. She still got hospitalized, but she never went into ketoacidosis. But the way most kids do it is ketoacidosis. All right, now non-ketotic hyperosmolar syndrome is um, basically where you have so much water being pulled into the blood and in the urine because of the excess glucose that your cells begin to die because they don't have enough water. So much water is being drawn into the blood and urine to dilute this excess sugar that the cells begin to die. It's the opposite of edema. Yeah, it's... Even though there's tons of water being pulled out of your blood and there's tons of water in your blood because you're drinking all the time, the cells, the tissue, doesn't have enough water. These two things are both life-threatening. No, diabetic shock is, is in here. Yeah. All right. Oh, by the way, ketoacidosis. So if on the test I gave you some electrolyte panel, a basic metabolic panel, what would be out of whack on it? All right. So, so it's called keto what? And what value would reflect that? Well, no, basic metabolic panel. Not, not, a, not arterial blood gases. So there's no pH. What would reflect pH on a BMP? Let's go over what's on, a, on one of those panels again, shall we? Because you guys do need to review this because they will be on your test. So sodium, potassium... Chloride. What else? Calcium. What? B-U-N. Creatinine. CO2 and glucose. So, the CO2. And is it going to be high or is it going to be low? So, remember... On a BMP, it really means bicarb. So it's ketoacidosis. Is it going to be high or low? Low. Low. All right, so it'll be, like, really low. All right. Now, when you have ketoacidosis, what else goes wrong? Now say it, Kelly. Potassium. Potassium. Is it going to be high or low? Low. All right, it's going to be high. Now, going, thinking way, way back, what are the five treatments? Okay, six. What are the six treatments for high potassium? Okay, calcium is one. Okay, calcium is one. Insulin, what else? Say again? What you would ask? (laughs) What are the six treatments for high high potassium? Six treatments. So we said calcium is one. Bicarb is another. So insulin is another one. What else? Diuretics, K-exalate, and dialysis. Now... Which one of those six would also treat the diabetes? Insulin. Insulin. So when we put this person on insulin, don't forget you still have to monitor their potassium. Now, because this person is peeing a lot, right? Right, peeing a lot. What else do we need to check? Okay. Which fluids? Which electrolytes? The major one: sodium and chloride might also be out of whack because of all of this diuresis. All right. Next we have chronic problems. Diabetes so, Oh sorry. Um so the blurred vision and ketoacidosis are those all when you get it like diabetes out of it or highlighting. Yes and no. If you have really high blood sugar, doesn't matter when, any time you have really high blood sugar, you can get any of these things like that within days, hours to days, just like that. Now, longer-term problems, things that happen over a long period of time, there's two of them right here, and we'll talk about a few others. Now, the first one, impairments of growth and healing. People who have diabetes don't heal as well. So they tend to get ulcers and they tend to get infections, susceptibility to infections. So diabetes basically impairs um, your your body's ability to grow and heal itself and to fight off infections. Some other things that will happen. Over the long term, we call them macrovascular and microvascular complications. Macrovascular are big arteries. So, MI is? Heart attack. Stroke is a stroke. And PAD is? Peripheral arterial disease. And what's the major symptom of that? Not cold extremities. Major symptom. Think about it. If blood is not getting to your feet well, get leg cramps and you have to stop. And then you can walk some more, and we call that intermittent claudication. It can also cause necrosis and ulcers and cool extremities, like you've been saying. All right. Now the microvascular are happen in small arteries. The first one is nephropathy. It kills arteries. Well, it kills um, the nerves by killing the small arteries that feed the nerves. Now, if if your um, nerves are being damaged, what do you think the major thing you're going to find is? Okay, numbness. That's when you don't feel something that you should feel. And what's another one? What's the opposite of that? When you feel things that you shouldn't feel, and those are called paresthesias, so tingling or burning sensations that aren't really there. So you have the two problems. Then we have retinopathy, which will ultimately lead to blindness. Remember, this is not the same as the blurry vision we talked about with really high blood sugar levels. This happens over a long period of time with low blood sugar, with relatively low blood sugar levels, or just a little high. We'll be done two minutes. Neuropathy Sorry, I didn't mess that up. <clears throat> Nephropathy is kidney disease. We'll talk a lot more detail about that. Neuropathy is the, um, is the nerves, and ultimately will lead to amputations, just like leprosy will, because you can't feel it when you damage your feet. So then they get horrible infections on them, get gangrene, and you cut them off. Also will lead to gastroparesis, which leads to heartburn. And then finally... Everyone's favorite, impotence. So impotence is a combination of arterial damage and nerve damage. All right, we'll pick up the rest tomorrow.